This is one of the number one things that I hear from my clients. I hear it's like, well, you know, have you thought of asking for help? And, and then people get these grins on their face, almost like it's a thing of pride. Like, oh, I suck at asking for help. I'm not good at asking for help. Bitch, this is not something to be proud of. This is something in your development, your childhood development that was not nurtured. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Hello, hello. Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to talk about my lighting today, which you'll be able to see this on our YouTube, because we actually had some feedback from people saying, how come Kyle gets the good lighting? And I, this poor little white boy stuck with ashy skin and on a clouded day. It doesn't look too bad right now because I've got the sun shining on me. The one piece of brightness I have in my day working with Kyle. <laughs> Someone said, just because he's white doesn't mean it's bright. <laughs> I thought that actually sent me over the edge. Listen, let's not talk about the lighting. Because, you know, I have to have good lighting. I, I travel with Harper Productions, okay? I'm... Oh, you do. Like, like <laughs> I look at this and it's like in his home. Like, if you don't know, Kyle is pretty famous on TikTok. How many followers do you have now on TikTok? Uh, about 480,000. And, and all he does is these little cute Jamaican dances with this big booty sticking out. And so, like, literally, you got your breakfast 50% off because somebody recognized you from TikTok. Yeah, just, so, do you know Sheena Milani? Milani? I don't think so. Do I? Yeah, you do. Okay, so hang on. This is really important for our listeners. Okay. Don't download TikTok. That's my warning. It's It, it will... <laughs> It will take over your life. Yeah, I had to delete it from my phone because I lost okay. all my productivity. Kyle, what's your TikTok handle in case people want to check you out? Oh, man, don't do that. Um, but it is uh, Chancellor underscore K. Chancellor underscore K. Mm-hmm. And the K stands for crazy. Um, <laughs> so, so, like Kyle is now an influencer, I guess. In any case, there's this, there's this uh, a woman, her name is she- Sheena Milani, I think. And so she's really funny. She's got a degree in music. She sings beautifully. And when she starts, she'll record herself singing. And then her dad, who, right. yeah, yeah, who is Indian yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and has an Indian accent, yeah. um, starts to criticize the lyrics of the song. And he's like, oh, and now he started this thing where he follows her around with his phone and posts on his TikTok. And he's like, now the influencer is doing this. And he's like, just making fun of her the whole time. Yeah. And so it's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, but you know what's interesting? He speaks to like a lot of our uncles. He speaks like, which is very Oh, he's so, he's like, close the windows, the, close the door. He's yeah, so the no funny. nonsense approach because it's the simplest things. Like I remember saying to uh, someone, you know, in our family about the cash app, you know, uh, my cousin's like, hey mom, what's your cash app? Let me send you some money. And she's like, 
what I need the app for. Just give me the cash. Like it's just <laughs> right, this, right. Like, yeah. So he's no this guy is so quick witted. He's so funny. He's so yeah. sharp. Like oh, she's re she's beautiful. She's funny. Anyway, I think that I should follow you around with a camera, and it's like oh, now the influencer God. is yeah doing something really silly because yeah. that is most of my life here is trying to keep Kyle in line. I think I had an ex who said to me once, um, for a smart person, you're really stupid. <laughs> well, girl, that was either me or Bradley because you only have two exes. <laughs> like, what? So it was probably me because Bradley's too kind for that. Bradley's way too kind for that. You know, it's funny. Like we, we started, Bradley and I started a support group called the Former First Wives Club. Yeah. Former <laughs> First know, The lady. funny thing is, is that, is that with your dating track record, it just hasn't been very popular. That's all I needed. That's all I needed to hear not to do that. Uh, that's I don't know why you don't ask for help. Why don't you ask for help with dating? Oh, man, that's interesting because... I have a different take on asking for help. And I know I'm not the only one. And, and I'm not. Oh, I, ladies I'm and not gentlemen, in... close the windows, close the doors, and grab your seat I'm because not... we're about to sit down and get. I am not today. comfortable uh, in knowing that there's other people out there. So it is what it is. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying that I had a recent experience. I want to share that with you if you're okay with it. And maybe while I'm doing that, I'm curious about some of the research. If I, on say, if I say I'm not okay with it, do we have to still do this? Yes. So, um, and I had a different type of upbringing with the word help and which I didn't even know. It wasn't as deliberate as I think most people uh, think it is. Um, at least I know for me it wasn't. But let me just tell you a situation. So today we're really going to talk about, um, you know, why is it so difficult to ask for help and what can we do about it, right? Because that's the other thing is, what do we want to be able to do about it? And I can share some stuff that I've done for myself um, to do it. Now, I am really going to go to a place of vulnerability here, Christopher, and you don't see that often. And um, so bear with me. Are you me. asking me to be kind and yes. not smarmy? Is yes, that what you're saying? Because then it will teach me uh, not to do it. The story I'll tell myself is let me tell you so let me tell you something. How come you only learn those lessons? How come you only learn the lessons that teach you not to do what you're supposed to do based off my behavior? Or how come based off my behavior you're not more organized or don't have better follow-through? I just Oh man, 18. Can we just talk about that? In other news, in other news, <laughs> welcome to 2021. So I, as you know, I was recently in Toronto and usually, and it's a bad habit, especially when I go to places that really have variety of foods and different things, I tend to bring back with me, right? So I went to one of my favorite places uh, in Chinatown in Toronto to have Chinese food. And so I went there and it was a little quiet because the whole, it was a little bit later on at night. And so I had this couple, I, you know, kind of figured that they were traveling because of a situation that happened later on that they were traveling their their visitors of Canada and so I had my meal because I ordered just enough to eat but I know I'm gonna bring the, the food back with me right so if you ever go on a flight and you smell food it's probably me I'm bringing food on planes that shouldn't be on there so I'm bringing something back so I deliberately ordered some stuff so I know I could bring it back so after the bills came uh, the guy next to me him and his uh, I think him and his wife were eating and uh, I noticed that they were having conversation a little bit hushed and it's about money and that's the other thing and Christopher you do this even though there's no need for this to happen when we talk
talk about certain things, particularly money, you whisper. Do you know you do that? And I'm like, why are you whispering? I only, I only know that I do it because you bring it to my attention. And I, I do, or if I'm like talking about somebody, not like gossiping, but just like yeah, yeah. we have to have a conversation, I do lower my voice, which is not a bad practice sense. to have because here's you blazing up in every other restaurant, whatever. Girl, he's talking about the server at the top of his lungs and... No, no. I'm just saying. Every time we talk about money, and and it it could be the simplest of things. Like, um, hey, we should probably, hey, we should probably check the bank account if we have that. I'm thinking, no one is listening. No one is here. It's just you and I. Why are you whispering when it comes to money? And it could be the simplest thing. Hey, I need to deposit. Hey, we should probably deposit. I'm like, who's gonna hear you? (laughs) And I'm always looking around going. Why the whisper? <laughs> like it's just, or if we're in a car driving and you're talking about money, and I'm like, whispering. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. It's really funny though. Anyway, so back to this couple. So here they are. They're whispering a little bit, and so you know, I have the hearing of a hawk. Uh, is that the visual hawk or hearing? I have the hearing, and so I heard they're talking about money. <laughs> You can't see Christopher right now, but he's dying. He's muted his mic and he's dying because he knows. Kyle's metaphors are amazing. Like he's like, he's like, he's like, I have the tenacity of a ballpoint pen. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Man, we must be coming close to season two ending. Anyway, so. um, Actually, this is our last episode for season two. And then we're going to get into season three. And we've got a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about that hopefully in a bit. So I'm hearing these guys whisper about the money. And these people who are listening going, Jesus, guys, just tell the goddamn story. Because we keep segueing to different things. So these guys are whispering. They're whispering about something with money. And then after a while. He finally, I could sense that he's looking over at me and, you know, and then he finally says, excuse me, sir. And I said, you know, I said, hi. And he goes, I'm so embarrassed to, to say this, to, 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 to kind of ask you this question. And I said, what is it? And he goes, oh, man, I was just wondering, did you have like an extra $3 or something like that, um, you know, uh, to know for a bill? And... And I said, yes, not a problem, right? And I took out a $5 bill and I gave it to them and they say, oh, here we have like, let me give you a $5 US. So it's not like they, I don't think it's, they didn't have the money. It's just they had only American money and this place only accepted cash, right? So they couldn't use their credit card. Yeah, I wonder card. if maybe they, they wouldn't accept. I don't know. Like if they was, didn't know that most Canadian businesses used, will accept, accept cash. cash. Yeah. They, they most, we mostly don't do the conversion on us money. So you, mm. it, we just translate it as Canadian dollars yeah. at par, but uh, most businesses will take us cash hands down they'll say, because oh, we'll they're give gonna, you $5 they'll for make it, sure. But... Yeah. <laughs> Cause they'll make sure when money. it goes in their bank, they're getting right? a conversion on it. Yeah. So I didn't know if he didn't know this or not, but I wasn't going to get into it. So I gave him the $5 and he goes, Oh, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. And I said, never be embarrassed when you're asking for help. Like, I just don't know where that came from, but that was just the top of my mind. I'm like, never be embarrassed when you're asking for help. And I, and then it made me think, how many times are people embarrassed to ask for help? And it made me reflect on my own thing around, why don't I um, ask for help? And there's things that in our business and even in our friendship that you've said, why didn't you just ask for help? Why didn't you just tell people you need help, right? And I'm gonna tell that story a little bit later, but coming back to these guys. Bro, everything I'm- in this podcast is happening <laughs> later and I just wonder if we're gonna get to any of it. You know, my husband is the same is the same way. Like he is the worst at asking for help. We started a new initiative, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. like, 
my youngest brother lives with us. He's, he's a roommate, right? He's not a dependent. He's a roommate. And so he lives, he rents a room in our house and, and we're all focused on eating healthy. So I kind of brought the team together and said, okay, we're, nice. we're going to, we're all going to cook together. We're going to, we're going to prep together, cook together and, and get this show on the road because we've got to do things. So we've been doing this for about a week now. And it's going really well, except I constantly have to like pull my husband away from the kitchen and say, oh, are you going to ask for help? Or are you going to ask for help? And he's like, right, right. It's like he's touched a hot plate or something because right. he constantly forgets because he was mostly taking responsibility for it. I'm like, this isn't fair. We all want to eat healthy. It shouldn't all be on him. Let's split. Let's split the workload here. Right. Good old Saskatchewan, you know, farming family. That's what we did. And, you know, although I didn't farm, my my grandma did. And so this has been instilled in us. And so so we do this. But my husband is the absolute worst person for asking for help on the planet more more so than you which is hard to believe oh, damn okay so we're gonna come back because i think maybe vince and i have something similar around the asking for help At well this I is the thing yeah this is I i'm gonna sidestep for a second and i'm, I'm gonna go social justice you now for just a half a second this Praise is one of the number one things that i hear from my clients i hear it's like, well, you know, have you thought of asking for help? And and then people get these grins on their face, almost like it's a thing of pride. Yeah. Like, oh, I suck at asking for help. I'm not good at asking for help. But this is not something to be proud of. No. This is something in your development, your childhood development that was not nurtured. Right. It is not a weakness to ask for help. And in fact, in a lot of circumstances, it's actually stupid to not ask for help. Like, like that is a limitation you have. Like people, people don't get it. Like they, there's this weird thing that we do. I don't know if it's just Canada or North America, but I see it with a lot of Canadians where it's like, we just don't ask for help. We don't ask for right. what we want to need. And it drives me nuts because it's like, it's like your life could be so much easier if you just asked for a little bit of support. And it's like, well, it's not that easy. And I'm like, it's not easy because you're not practiced at it. Totally. And I don't there think is no badge of honor in fierce independence. There, there is for some circumstances, certain things we do need to learn, learn to stand on our own two feet. So we're not codependent, but asking for help is not codependency when it's done appropriately and, and infrequently, like, like, I don't get this. And I don't think it's just a Canadian thing. I think a lot of it is external to North Americans because right? I there's a lot of pride, there's a lot of showiness, there's like you know, perception, you know, um, uh, what do they call that whole thing of you know who's who, just what do other people think, and and I, I want to get to that later in our podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, get it. Boys, boys thing. and girls, ladies and gentlemen. It's like in the corporate world. And, let's take that in the offline. Exactly and non-binary non <laughs> uh, folks, uh, this, we will not get to all of these things in this podcast. I, just, anyway, I need you to know let me, that. Let me get back to the store in the restaurant. So I gave them the $5, as I said. Um, they were they were like, hey, here's $5. I said, no, let me do this for you. Not a problem. And of course, his wife is like, oh my God, thank you so much. You know, especially when she heard the part about never be embarrassed about, uh, you know, asking for help. Right. And so we, we finished that. They're still talking about it. So now I'm at the cash, you know, going to pay cash, you know, for my stuff. And I kind of heard her and her husband a little bit further back said, 
really, are we still short a dollar? Or, you know what I mean? I just thought, I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe it's a calculation or something. I don't know. So I said to them, to the, uh, to the server, I said, without saying anything, can I just pay for both of their meals, right? Let me pay for it, add it to my meal, let's just call it a day, you know, and, and go from that. And she's like, no problem. So I paid for the meal, and you and I, Christopher, you know there's times we do this. We like to exit when we do it, right? We don't usually want to be around when they find out. We just want to get out, because that's Usually, why. unless I think the server's untrustworthy. <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes the servers are so sometimes impacted by it that they just they're so excited they have to tell right and totally that's usually has happened so sometimes we get caught and then the person's you know comes over to us and sometimes we feel a way by but anyway I just said you know what here's an opportunity where I can help so regardless of what situation or just you know what just my treat let me pay for the bill so I paid for it and I exit right away and I had to walk up the street to uh to uh, where I was staying. So um, I start to walk, then I hear this guy running behind me. He's like, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, right? And so I turn around and it was the guy, it was the husband, right? And he comes up and he has the money in his hand. He goes, no, please, let me pay you back. And I said, listen, let me do this for you. It sounds like you're visiting Canada, right? And he goes, yes. And I said, well, this is my Canadian gift to you. Welcome to Canada, right? And he goes, no, I just feel it. I said, don't feel any way. When someone wants to help you, let them. And I want to help you, so let me. And he just froze. And I didn't know what was going to happen because I started to feel a certain way by his look. And I just put my hand on his, his shoulder and I said, you have a fantastic trip. And I turned away. I didn't look back. I didn't hear him <laughs> walk away. <laughs> I oh, girl, I'm going to like cry right now. I didn't walk away. And so mm -hmm. as I was walking, you know, to my hotel, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why do we struggle with this thing of, you know, asking for help or feel a way about asking for help? And so I start to reflect on some of my thing. I am, you know, growing up for me and things I've done, I've been quite independent only because I remember a conversation that I had with my mom when I was quite young and she took me everywhere. She took me to, you know, do groceries. She showed me how to cook. She dressed me. She showed me what to buy. She did all these things. And one of the things she said to me is, I'm going to teach you how to do everything because I never want you to, to depend on someone else. I did not know that stuck with me. And the story I told myself from that moment was I have to do everything. And so I start to do everything. I don't I, think she was wrong in what she did. You know, I, I wonder how that's going to fare as you age or in times in your life when you do need to seek help because we do all, like, like we're human beings, we're community driven. Yep. Can't get away from that. Even people who are fiercely independent, the vast majority still require a friend or two. Absolutely. Um, I think I've I think I've done better because something that conversations you have had over our friendship. Oh girl, I don't know. Let's ask the team. We we um we had and you know one of the things I don't know if you remember, but I all I will remember this day. And trust me, we do not have time in this podcast for you to add your commentary to it. So I'm just gonna put that out there by saying you can summarize, but don't get into the details. Are you it. trying to control what I say now? Are you trying to control what I say now? You guys know why we're not together anymore. It was totally so controlling. We were, <laughs> we were dating and one of the conversation you said to me, we were having this conversation with someone. I said, oh yeah, I'll get it. Oh yeah, I'll do it. And then you said, you know, I don't actually know my place in this relationship. Something along the line. So I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I don't know my place in the relationship because you're so independent and you do everything that I don't feel like I'm contributing to this relationship. 
right? And I'm not saying I need, it's a 50-50. I'm not saying I need to do it all. But you're like, uh, and that's when it hit me that, you know, and it was after the relationship, it hit me that you, all you want to do, similar to what you just said about community, is to contribute. So now, even if I can do it myself, I'm deliberate about the ask. I'm, I will engage my friends, family, and even colleagues, right, people on the team, and I will ask, hey, can you do me a favor? Could you do this for me? Hey, could you help me with this? I can do it. So it's not, it's no longer about I can't do it, which is what I think some of the research is showing that people think that, you know, we, we're admitting fault or incompetency or we just can't um, get it done right. Like it's, it's on us to always do, and I've learned through the years that it's not always on us. I want people who are close to me or others to feel contribute. And here's the thing. I know the we're hardwired to feel that we have to do everything, right? Fend for ourselves, do things ourselves. And that's why it's necessary for us to kind of step into that because people want to help. I found when I said to someone, hey, can you do me a favor? They're somewhat resistant a little bit. They're like, um, well, it depends, why, what's up? So they're very hesitant. And you know what I started to do, Christopher? I started to say, hey, I need your help with something. And do you know how many people said, oh, yeah, what's up? What, let, let me see if I can help. They were really eager when I used the word help versus a favor. I'm not sure what the science is on that, but I just know that's what I've noticed. And so when I want someone to really engage or be connected, I will use the word help. Like, what do you think about that? What is some of the science? Is there any science on this thing? Is there... Like, what can someone do about it? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked. I came across this article. We're going to put this link in the description of the podcast. Mm -hmm. This is from everywoman.com. Uh, and it's the science of asking for help and eight ways you can do it effectively. And I'd like to actually spend quite a bit of time on this, Kyle, because I think it's important for people to understand Absolutely. this, because obviously this is not a natural talent for a large majority of our population. So I think if people wanted to pull out a pen and paper right now and take some notes, this would be the time or listen to this podcast again, share it with your friends that suck at asking for help because yeah. they probably we do too. People. Yeah, we have. Yeah. So, so, so here's, yeah. So here's some of what this says. So, so the first thing is that we have to work out what we really need. So often when we're becoming overwhelmed, we can stay straight from strategic to reactive. And it's key that our state of mind remains effective and focused. So when we're asking for help, we need to work out what we really need. What is it that we need? We work with this on cl with clients all the time. Uh, I, I often ask my clients what they need and they're so vague. I need empathy. And it's like, what does empathy look like? Well, I just need people to understand. And I'm like, which people to understand what? what? Yeah. And what does understanding look like? If you cannot identify what you need, nobody around you knows it either. Like if I ask you that question, what do you need? And you cannot provide a clear answer. Nobody around you knows what you need either. Right. So we are not very good at needs identification in our society either. I don't think that we check in and say, I need this. I think people get hung up on want versus need. And I actually don't think that that's helpful. Or I don't think it's helpful. I, I think it's helping others, their need and not their own. That's right. So, so second thing is to ask for help clearly. So during studies, many people cite uncertainty as a major part of their reluctance to give help to someone. No one wants to offer unsolicited help with its potential to offend or be rebuffed. Mm -hmm. So being explicit and specific about what you want 
is going to be really helpful. That leads to, you have to know what you want. That's step one. Step two is asking clearly. Uh, there was a study done by Cornell University professor Vanessa Bonds, mm -hmm. and what she found is the rate at which people provided assistance to strangers who asked for it was 48% higher than the help speakers seek than the help seekers expected. Interesting. It's almost like when sometimes when you grab someone for someone they're like, I'm oh, sorry, I could do it myself. I can do it. I said, oh, it's not about I didn't think you can do it. It's about, I just figured I'd just give you an extra hand. That's it. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Third thing is watching your language. So part of this clarity also includes using effective language. Asking for help can fill us with such discomfort that we can easily start couching our requests as a question. Would you be able to? Or an apology. I'm sorry to have to ask. Or a burden. May I ask a favor? You were talking about this, Kyle. Interesting. So all of this can make people feel pushed into a corner of negative of negativity about what they're being asked to provide. So avoid couching it in terms of reciprocity. You help me, you I help you. Right. Uh, because that can also create a negative dy dynamic. That's phenomenal. In so instead, we just want to make our ask clear. Instead. Mm -hmm. Number four, make it a plus for them to help. So give people agency over their response to your request and offer cues that help them feel good about the help they're about to offer. So this could include subtly underlining your team and its results or, or how important the stuff is, which taps into a need to belong and contribute. It's almost uh, like which, saying to someone, uh, sort of cut you off there, it's almost to say to someone, you know what, because I think you have this expertise, it would be really helpful if you weigh in on this for us. Like, what would that look, right? Because then you're the person's like, oh, I think you're the person would be yeah. the best person to ask for this, right? Mm -hmm. then you feel good about, you're right, you've acknowledged that. And then also I'm being helpful to them, right? Like you, you. I think also just saying what you're open for, you know, I'm really open for blank. I'm, you know, or going to someone, I often do this actually, um, or in my past I have when I was, you know, in tough situations is I'd come to someone and say, I, I feel like I'm stuck and I, I would like some mentorship. I'd like to ask your advice on something. Mm -hmm. And I might even preface it and say any help you offer is contingent on you. Right. So, so what I do in those situations, is, you know, what, what I do in those situations is I basically just like, you know, I might talk about what I'm open to, or I might solicit uh, advice. And oftentimes people will offer help mm -hmm. uh, voluntarily because they want to contribute. Number five is consider the timing. So of course, timing is always a crucial factor. Uh, usually if you can ask for help before a crisis, that's usually more helpful when you're asking in a calm and strategic way. But if you're waiting, then the other person can feel stressed or busy or tense or forced into it. Mm -hmm. um, outlining the impact of your help. So another powerful way to encourage people's cooperation is to highlight the impact that it has. Do If, if I can get this support, this is what this is going to do for me. And then number seven is accept the help given. So you might have an idea of the type of help you're looking for, but sometimes people will offer help. So if someone's offering help, take it in the way that they're offering. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, say thank you. 
and promise to follow up. It's not, no, not only polite, but it's encouraging. And I think it's really important, Kyle, they don't say this here, but, but letting people know, hey, this help that you offered, this is what it did for me. Totally. Huge fan of coming back and circling back and letting someone know, because oftentimes we don't. We only hear crisis. We only hear something's off the rail. But it's very rare that we come back and said, you know, that thing that you did to me. Uh, interesting enough, that happened with a client yesterday. And, you know, she said this thing happened great, you know, with her brother and how it made her feel and, you know, the support he gave and all this other stuff. And I said, great. Does he know that? And she's like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him like next time I see him in a couple months. Why? You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with telling him now, right? It's so timely, but then for him to know the impact of that help, right? Because there's times where people, because there's something, I mean, I think you may have talked about this even before, but there's something that happens for us, right? When we do help. Yeah, absolutely. So folks, what's your imperfect and inspired action today? Are you going to identify specifically what help you need right now in your life? And are you gonna ask for it? How will you ask for it? We do like to hear your stories. We do love to hear yeah, your we stories. We love that you've been on this journey with us in season two and thank you for all those. I know for a lot of you have wanted to keep the conversation going. So if you don't know about it, we do have a Facebook group that's for our listeners on the podcast. And it's exactly what the title is. What's the title for a podcast, Christopher, before I Butcher it up, season two, still going. No, I'm going to make you struggle through this because... Five action for imperfect humans. That's it. Pew, pew, pew. He got it. Got it right. So check it that out. And we want to be able to um, uh, hear from you and also for you guys as a community to contribute uh, to each other. And that's really what it's about. Season three, we're so excited about. We'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get it. So take a look. Um, as some stuff that's coming out. You guys have been awesome. And Christopher, I'm not going to lie to you. You've been a phenomenal co-host uh, in season two. So thank you. Kyle, I would be lying if I said the same. Whatever. <laughs>